I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The 11 to 1 show. One in three of us confide in taxi drivers about this aspect of our lives. More details after Belinda Carlisle. Belinda Carlisle, leave a light on in LMFM's 11 to 1. This is actually gone everywhere now. Everywhere. I, <laughs> I'm sitting here, would you believe it, on this Pancake Tuesday with a treat here in front of me. Oh yeah. I am excited and delighted because Chris Murray of the LMF and Breakfast Show has made homemade gluten-free pancakes and the smell. I'm sitting here with two of them in front of me and I'm after really quickly putting chocolate Nutella on them and the chocolate. <laughs> it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Isn't that nice now? Because you see, sometimes on days like this, people like myself with dietary needs, we can feel left out. And you see, there's been a little bit of a, give you a little peek behind the curtain here in LMFM. But the lads in LMFM have kind of been in competition with each other about baking goods. Okay, so we've already had fantastic scones from Killian, who also made me gluten-free scones. We've had a cake, no, sorry, brownies from Fionn in production. We have had these, they're called 15s. I don't know if anyone's heard of this. 15s from Michael in the newsroom as well. And today now, Chris felt he needed to step up to the plate and he's made pancakes for everybody, including, I have my plate here in front of me, my gluten-free ones. Shall we have a taste of this now? Right, okay, let's give it a go. He he said he tasted them and they were quite nice. Okay, here we go. Mmm. Okay. They're quite fluffy, actually. Mmm. Oh, I'm liking that. And the little bit of chocolate and the nice heat in the pancake. Oh, it is going to go down well here this morning. It is. Have you had pancakes already? Are you making them now? Did you have them this morning? Are you going to just skip the dinner altogether and have pancakes? Have you made some and you want to show a picture of them? Do so on WhatsApp. 086 658 I'm going to continue eating this pancake because it's absolutely delicious while you enjoy Ed Sheeran. Two pancakes demolished in the space of Ed Sheeran's bad habits. And I really want to be in Dramin this morning on 86 658 Caroline is absolutely cooking up a storm this morning. She says, happy pancake day. I have friends coming around this morning with their teenagers. Oh yeah, because they're all off on midterm break. And she has the two frying pans on the go. As well as that, she has croissants, scones, cookies, a big bowl of cream 
Oh my God, the strawberries, the toppings galore here and the two pans at full heat going for the pancakes this morning. I am very, very jealous. I would love to be there. Do enjoy the wonderful pancakes there being made by Caroline in Dremin. Also, if you're out and about this morning and you're busy and you fancy grabbing a pancake on the go, well, why not stop into the D Hotel? The Gary Kelly Cancer Support Centre, they are hosting their pancake morning right up until 1pm and I think it's €5 for a coffee and a pancake and it's all going towards a really worthy cause. So that's on the go there this morning until 1pm. Now, speaking of pancakes, we're going to be chatting about this now very shortly with Sarah Kyo. She's a dietitian with the Celiac Society of Ireland. And if you're newly diagnosed as a celiac and you're thinking, how am I going to do pancakes? Well, Sarah has all the details for you. That's on the way. The 11 to 1 show. Now, as many of you know, I am a celiac, which means I can't have any gluten in my diet. But that doesn't mean I can't enjoy the fine things in life like pancakes. But as one of the main ingredients is flour, which contains gluten, it can be a bit tricky to taste and kind of enjoy gluten free pancakes. Well, help is at hand. Dietitian Sarah Kyo has some tasty gluten free pancake recipe ideas for those of us to try. And she's on the line with us now. How are you getting on, Sarah? I'm very well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So before we launch into this, just remind us again, what is celiac disease and the fact that there's actually something like 450,000 of us in the country living with this? So we have, well, we have, what we have is about between one in 50 and one in 100 people in Ireland will have celiac disease. Um, and then we've got people who have what we call non-celiac gluten intolerance. So it can actually be quite a huge number um, altogether with it. And celiac disease itself is an autoimmune disease. And in people who have it, and it's genetic, so if you mm-hmm. have it, when you eat gluten, your body reacts to it and it damages the lining of your gut. But it can also then travel through your body. So people can have problems even with balance. They can have problems with the nervous system, headaches, infertility. And then you can also have, but not always, gut issues like lovely things like diarrhea, constipation, mm. bloating, but also burping um, and indigestion as well. And there can be lots of other things with it, but it is an autoimmune disease. The trigger is gluten. So if someone does have celiac disease, they have to be 100% strictly gluten-free, um, which can actually be really tricky. Yes, and it really can. can. It really can. Yeah. But this is where the Celiac Society come in because they have wonderful resources for people. You can. Uh, there's a book, there's an app now as well, actually, which I've heard really great things about. I have to get my hands actually on the app myself and, and, and actually get using it. But there's lots of uh, resources for people who are trying to navigate this for the first time. And there are because it's actually very difficult. And, you know, I'm 27 years working as a dietitian and I can tell you that a strict gluten-free diet is the hardest diet to follow because there's no break from it. There's no days off. And tiny, like a lot of people don't get that if 20 millionths of the food has gluten in it, that is enough to be a problem for someone with celiac disease. And if you put it on, someone said it to me recently and thought it was brilliant. They said that is 20 seconds in 11 days. Um, in how tiny it is. And I think people yeah. often, you know, you kind of look at celiac and you go, well, look, you know, have gluten-free bread, have gluten-free pasta, that's brilliant. And you're going, yeah, that's the easy bit. Mm. The hard bit is, did my sandwich touch a sandwich with gluten in it on the yeah. way through the kitchen? You know, and actually that's enough. Something literally just touching is more than enough to transfer the gluten. And that's actually where the really difficult bit with celiac disease is. And a lot of people don't get that. They think you've nearly been a bit fatty or just difficult or a bit whingy. And you're kind of going, no, I really don't need to spend two hours with my head in the toilet this yeah. afternoon yeah. because I got uh, gluten earlier, you know. So it is it is a big deal. It really is important. Yeah. And uh, my lovely uh, colleague Chris this morning made me some gluten-free pancakes and 
his mum is celiac so he knows how important it is he says to me don't worry I used a completely different pan I made yours completely after all the rest of the people I had it in a separate container he was he was very knowledgeable about the cross-contamination because this is the um, fear as you mentioned there when other people might be preparing gluten-free pancakes for you know maybe one member or something like that this is the tricky part isn't it? Well, that's exactly it. And I think what you were saying about he was brilliant in that everything was so separate. Mm. So what we've done, I mean, there's so many recipes now for pancakes as well. The sort of traditional flour and egg and, and milk that we use is there. And you can use, um, from a celiac point of view, you can use gluten-free salt-raising flour for those yep. and that's going to work. You can actually use gluten-free bread mix um, oh. works for pancakes, which a lot of people don't realise actually yeah. works really well. And our chef, Frances Buckley, has recipes on our celiac website at celiac.ie. Um, she's a fabulous one if you're into your protein, a high-protein one that has bananas, it has gluten-free oats and it has cottage cheese in it and it's actually gorgeous. Um, oh, I'd say the cheese makes a very interesting element to it now because I've tried the ones. Yeah, I must do yeah. that one now because I've tried the ones with the banana all right in it and that is key because sometimes the gluten-free flour just on its own, if you make it a traditional way on its own, oh, yeah. they're, might gonna be, they're not going to taste as great. Something like vanilla essence or honey or something, you need a little bit of sweetness in there I think to kind of counteract that kind of often well, I, I don't put taste. a drop of vanilla. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's and a good you know, one. actually, in the, the celiac shop out in Clondalkin, we mm-hmm. have um, pancake mix that you can actually use to make waffles as well. And we have a special offer on that at the moment with a pancake mix with a butterscotch sauce and a chocolate sauce. And you can actually order that online. Um, so if anyone wants to have a look at that for, for ideas for pancakes, even for next week, you don't have to have pancakes just on Pancake Tuesday. Um, but as I said, if you have a look at the website, Francis has loads of recipes, but what she also has in a, in a really nice article is how to safely make pancakes for someone oh, who's celiac. And really just go, as you said, making sure the pan is fully washed and with soap and water because gluten is kind of sticky. Yep. So you have to kind of really wash it off. Um, kind of the same the as thing. if you're, you know, like if you're after cooking raw meat somewhere, it's the yeah. same kind of diligence. That's the kind of thing yeah. I say to people, as diligent as you would be with raw meat on a surface. That's what I'd say. Yeah. And it is. And it's just being really, really careful all the time because, you know, sometimes you want to make something for someone who's celiac and, you know, sometimes they've got to be scare people out of it. But actually, it's just, as you said, been really food safety, just keeping everything nice and clean and everything nice and separate. And that's going to work. You know, sometimes, you, you know, I see people doing two batches. Um, one of my kids is lactose intolerant. So okay. I have the lactose free pancake batter on one side and I have the ordinary pancake batter on the other side. And I have to be really careful. I don't accidentally give them the wrong, you know, mm-hmm. so you're just... Being, paying attention to stuff like that um, with it. and it's the same with celiac you know it's yeah. lovely for everybody to be able to enjoy a day like Pancake Tuesday um, you know and whether you're celiac or not or whatever else is going on there's always going to be ways around to actually have lovely things to eat yeah, there really is. So, and there's no, some people might think, you know, that there's nutritional drawbacks to being on a, a gluten free diet. Not the case, Sarah. No, I mean, one of the things that we do see, and obviously I do um, a dietitian clinic at the Celiac Society, the big thing when most people become gluten free is straight away they lose fibre. But we just find other ways to bring that in because most of us are getting our fibre from whole grain bread or whole grain cereals. But there's loads of other ways to get it in. That's the only thing. The rest of it, um, the diet is just as healthy. I mean, you still need to eat your fruit and veg and all your normal healthy stuff. Um, But the lovely thing is most people haven't been absorbing their nutrition properly. So as soon as they go on the gluten-free diet, they suddenly all those vitamins and minerals are coming in. And I love seeing patients on their three-month review. And you can just see the brightness in their skin and their eyes and their energy level, especially the kids. They're just bouncing around the place and you just think it's fantastic. It's so lovely. 
that we're seeing, um, you know, kids getting picked up. And I think it's fantastic. I know healthcare professionals are a lot quicker to start testing for celiac disease now because years ago it was thought that like one in 10,000 had celiac disease. Now we know it's somewhere between one in 100, if not one in 50. Yeah. So we need to be just testing that bit more. And it's brilliant just to see the benefits, as I said, especially for the kids. I have just a quick question here from Martin. Uh, he's coming in uh, on the message here saying he's gluten intolerant. So not celiac, but uh, any advice or, or support for him? He must be just newly diagnosed. So, I mean, you can reach out to Celiac Society, although we're, mm-hmm. we're called Celiac, that's kind of our, our old, I should call it name, but we, we absolutely help people with non-celiac gluten intolerance as well. And the always thing I'd always go is, I'd say 80% of the time when I meet someone who's got a gluten intolerance, when we actually get them properly tested, they do turn out to have celiac disease. Okay. And the biggest issue is most people were not eating gluten for six weeks before getting tested. So if you cut out gluten and then get tested, it's always going to come back negative. So that's always the thing just to double check. But for someone who's gluten intolerant, um, generally they need to be fairly strict with the gluten, but there tends to be a little bit more wiggle room and it does just vary. So I said, if you contact the office, info at celiac.ie, we can definitely get you some information. Fantastic. And finally, what is the all important question for you? What topping are you going to have on pancakes later on, Sarah? Oh, I'm a total traditionalist. It is lemon and butter and sugar all the way for me Fantastic. and I'll be eating them straight out of the pan <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic Sarah thank you so much for joining us with all of that information Dietitian Sarah Kyo there you can find more information Martin it's a great website celiac.ie highly recommend that you have a look and it will have a section there just on on the request that you're looking for uh, here or also if you want to um, email them info at celiac.ie no, I can stick season in LMFM's 11 to 1. Lots of people getting in touch after our segment there with Sarah. Yeah, look, it's important to know all the details. So what we'll do is at the end of the show, I will podcast just Sarah's in, uh, interview there for people to listen back to. And as I, re- I recommended, celiac.ie is a really good website just to get more information about it. But um, if you are looking for a good pancake mix um, for celiacs, okay, so I go for the self-raising flour, not so much the plain flour. I don't know why. It's <laughs> the self-raising flour, even just the normal, just free from brand. I think you can get it in Tesco. That's actually really just easier and it tastes nicer as well. I always put a banana in. I put two eggs in, milk and honey. Now, I don't measure, you know, the way you just know kind of by the look of the consistency of the batter. But for the pancake itself, for the actual shape of it, I don't really go for the, you know, the big kind of thin crepe style it, I find it doesn't really work as well for celiacs just in my my opinion I go for the the um, normal kind of you know the American style slightly fatter one and it's really really nice so there you go hopefully you try it and you like it but the banana and the bit of honey in there actually adds to the nice sweetness of it now one in three confide this to taxi drivers I'm going to be revealing all plus we've got music from Dido on the way the 11 to 1 show. L-M-F-M. The most romantic day of the year is approaching. St. Valentine's Day is tomorrow, and interesting research has been revealed. Apparently, one in three of us confide about our love lives to taxi drivers. Yeah. I mean, taxi drivers hear it all. They hear it all, they see it all. Some stuff they don't want to hear or see. But they get it anyway, don't they? And they just sort of (laughs) keep driving and fair play to them. But apparently 46% of us also admitted to sharing a bit of a smooch with a date in the back of a cab as well. Mm. So taxi drivers 
You've heard it all. The making and breaking of relationships, lovers spilling their hearts out and one in three people having confided in you about this. This is according to research from Free Now, Ireland's uh, multi-mobility app. And they're saying that uh, taxi drivers are often uh, unexpected confidants for lovelorn passengers. Hmm. And is it just that you are good listeners, I wonder, or do you impart advice as well, taxi drivers? I'd love to know. Or are you just kind of sitting there wishing that they'd shut up about their <laughs> lovesick puppy ways in the back seat? I don't know. But there you go. Apparently, our, your advice, by the way, is highly valued. 75% of those who've confided in, t- in taxi drivers say that, that it was a very helpful experience. So they say they've witnessed the blossoming of many romances with 46% kissing in the back of the cab. It's clear that for many as well, the journey is just as important as the destination when it comes to matters of the heart. So when it comes to celebrating love and Valentine's Day, for those who are in a relationship or married, preferences vary. So people are saying, you know, dream date is kind of a candlelit dinner for Valentine's Day, while uh, one in three saying a cosy evening at home is the ideal scenario. A further 12% would love to take a short break away. However, Valentine's Day is just not just for couples. Say uh, 45% of single people plan to spend the day with friends or family and a third will embrace some alone time. That's only an ill farce anyway of a day, isn't it? That's what I say. But then if my husband doesn't come home with flowers, I'm like, sorry, what is going on here? I know, we're, 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 we love to change our minds. But taxi drivers, this is nice for you. You are very much valued by people who confide in you about their love life. And also your advice about love life is very much valued. So if this is you, if this is you, a taxi driver, driving along at the moment, laughing at this or smirking at this and knowing what I'm talking about in terms of, you know, giving advice around love life. I'd love to hear from you. 86 658 There's Dido. Thank you. Rathmaline Hurling Club are presenting a great night out in Trim Theatre. It's three comedy nights. Uh, it's called A Feast of Comedy and it's going to be taking place in Trim's Swift Cultural Centre and they're taking place on the 29th of February and then the 2nd and the 3rd of March at 8pm each night and there's five different directors involved in the five short comedy dramas and these are all brand new and written locally as well. So uh, they are pr- promising an evening Filled with laughter. They say the directors all have exceptional talent and a great cast as well. And it's going to be an evening of fun, laughter and imagination. Tickets and details, swiftculturalcentre.ie. So if you fancy it from the 29th of February right up until the 3rd of March, a feast of comedy in Trim's Swift Cultural Centre. Erasure, little respect. Now, it's free. It's readily available and you love it, don't you? Yeah. Today is a very special day. We're going to be telling you all about that in the Northeast Update. And we're going back in time to 1866 as well. The 11 to 1 show. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram and at gilmores.ie. What's free? readily available doesn't go off in a blackout something you can trust that thing that feels like you have a friend with you all of the time it's the radio of course and today is World Radio Day 
LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 On this day in 1866, Jesse James holds up his first bank, stealing $15,000 from the Clay County Savings Association in Missouri. And today is World Radio Day. Yes, celebrating one of the best inventions ever. It has such a profound impact on the world today that the Spanish Radio Academy put in a formal request to have February 13th be World Radio Day. Also today, gals, it's Valentine's Day. Yes, it's the day before Valentine's to celebrate the women in your life. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drada, Dundalk and new Navin showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie And all your little things One Direction little things I'm definitely that person that talks in the car to the taxi driver about my love life says Lisa Well you know you're not alone One in three That's a very large number of people that are confiding in taxi drivers about their love life Trevor says we have to listen It's part of the job whether we like it or not Oh Trevor Come on now You're doing great Just you know a listening ear is all people need Thank you so much for getting in touch. Now, still to come, business owners in the Northeast, have you signed up yet for Local Enterprise Week? We're going to be finding out more about the many events that is happening over the week in uh, March. And also, presenters on the six o'clock show show no gras for the Irish language. More details on that story as well coming up after 12. The 11 to 1 show with Gilmore's. Amadon's six o'clock presenter shows no grow for Gilga. More on this story after Sophie Ellis Baxter. 11 to 1, Sophie Ellis Baxter, murder on the dance floor. Sinead Brazel here with you. And this is quite surprising. I'm surprised by this, particularly from Brian Dowling, who I do like. And this is all to do with the six o'clock show recently where Brian Dowling obviously he's presenting and Ivan Yates was appearing alongside uh, also Sheila Shioga. And essentially what's happened now is um, they have really had quite an embarrassing take on their view of the Irish language, which many on Twitter have branded Noiruk or disgraceful, which is the English translation of this. Now look at Whatever you might have memories about, you know, school and Irish and different things like that and the nightmares of trying to learn Irish and things. Okay, fair enough. We've all been there. But I really think that in, you know, 2024, are we really saying that Gaelga has no place, that it's dead language, you know, all this kind of stuff? Uh, I don't think so. I really think that's not the case. Uh, Now, she, Sheila Shioga was on to talk about her Ready to be real podcast. Um, but you know, obviously she's born and raised in the Gale Tuck, so they were chatting about the Irish and Brian actually said they have to talk about her Irish. And his co-presenter on the day, Fanula J, actually says, uh, Tommy Golem Gaelga, she says, I'm learning Irish now. And uh, Brian asked Ivan, was he a fan of Gaelga? And he said that he couldn't be arsed. And Brian got up from his seat then and shook hands with him in agreement. And then Ivan went on about the amount of money that's been put into the Irish language, all this kind of stuff. And I'm just thinking, this is not what we need from presenters of this calibre. We need presenters to be supporting and promoting the Irish language and the Irish culture. And, you know, there's something like I think there is something of a resurgence. And actually, funny enough, 
This week, myself and Aoife Nimuelon will be joining me again to do Gael Galakela, as you know, new little Irish feature on the show where we are trying to put a bit more interest into the Irish language. And we're going to be talking this week about the cultural moments that the Irish language is having, such as the inclusion of the Irish uh, lyrics in the um, Eurovision song, although it wasn't picked, but it was in there in the Eurovision. Also, Paul Meskel has been chatting Os Gaelga on the set of some of his films again as well, which is really, really good. And also Kneecap, that fantastic film uh, with f- uh, featuring the Irish language, has made it all the way to Sundance and picked up the top award. Now, don't be telling me that the Irish language is dead. Far from it. And I think it's this, there's, it needs to be a shift in how we learn it. And there needs to be a shift in how we appreciate it. And there's something like, um, actually, Fanula mentioned this on, on the Six O'Clock show. She says every 40 seconds, a native language dies. You know, this is what she's saying. Now, I think Sheila Shioga was very, you know, um, she handled it all very well. She really did. And she said, you know, speaking Irish to her is normal. You know, she says her children are now fluent in Irish as well. And she says, you know, speaking the couple of fuckle, you know, it's it's not it's not too hard. You know, it's not too hard. But then Brian said, if we got subtitles at some point, I mean, I don't think anything that Sheila Shioga was saying on the show was too over our heads. We do know. And I think that's what something I mentioned with Aoife the last time that she was on the show with us. She was chatting away with gorgeous, fluent Irish. Now, I wouldn't have that level of Irish to respond to her, but I knew exactly what she was saying and I think that's part of it you know we do know what's being said and it's just about this little bits and pieces of Irish being introduced every day and then as time goes on you know we'll, we'll pick it up but to have this on television and to lambaste the Irish language in such a scornful spiteful way was really disrespectful to Sheila and just to our heritage in general so shame on you six o'clock show the Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Hi, I'm Max. Ant and Deck have released a short trailer for the last season of Saturday Night Takeaway. It's back on our screens later this month. Series 20, can you believe it? We have had some incredible Saturday nights. You've got one last series in. Oh, try and stop me. There's lots of packing, though. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't miss it for the world. Would you? Beyonce surprised fans by announcing a new album and dropping the first two singles called Texas Hold'em and 16 Carriages. The album is called Act 2 and will be released on the 29th of March with fans convinced it's a country album. Sources were telling Page Six that Justin Bieber declined Usher's offer to join him during the Super Bowl halftime show because he just wasn't feeling it. Sources were saying Justin just wasn't up for it, he just wasn't feeling it. Killian Murphy was asked if he'd ever think of directing a movie. It doesn't look like he will. I don't think so. If you work Chris Nolan six times, I think you'll realise that it's not for the faint-hearted. I, I, I'm not Christopher Nolan. I don't, I don't, I, you know, just when you see the level of commitment and brilliance and brain power and uh, responsibility, I, I, you know, for me, the responsibility of just turning up and getting it right. I enjoy producing. But directing them. That's the buzz. I'm Max. The buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Ah, yeah, stick to the acting, Killian. It's good to know where your strengths lie, absolutely. Now, let's get back to the music. Here's Wet, Wet, Wet. 
There's wet, wet, wet. Love is all around. Let me tell you, there is a jam-packed week of events running from the 4th to the 8th of March. It's Local Enterprise Week. We're going to be finding out more about this next. The 11 to 1 show. Local Enterprise Week it's going to be held this year from March 4th until the 8th and it is a great opportunity for businesses in the Northeast region to come together network and learn more about the supports available I'm delighted to be joined in studio now by Sarah Mallon she's from the Local Enterprise Office in Louth and Lorna Cooney from Local Enterprise Office in Me. they're going to be telling us more about this good afternoon ladies thanks so much for joining us again Thank you, Sinead. Good morning. Great to have you. Great to have you in studio with me. Now, um, we're going to start with yourself, Lorna. Tell us, what is Local Enterprise Week all about? Well, Local Enterprise Week is a week-long programme of events, free learning and networking events um, for small businesses around the country. And it takes place from the 4th to the 8th of March. Um, And really, it's an opportunity for the local enterprise offices to help businesses put a focus on learning, networking and support to businesses throughout the week. Some of the events are in person and some are online. So it's a mixture for those who can't make it to the in-person events. There's a great range of events for online as well. Um, Businesses, as we know, have been through a turbulent time in recent years between the, the onset of Brexit and then we had COVID and then we had the international conflict and the, the war and energy prices rose. So between all of those, businesses have really been through a tough time lately. And um, this constant change presents them with um, it's a it's a barrier for some of them. And it's um, a big challenge, really, for small businesses. And they need to have the support of the local enterprise office and agencies like us to help them navigate their way through this. Yeah, and you know, the amount of people that I've spoken to on this show that are in small, medium business who mention you guys all of the time as being this great help and great support. In every interview that I do with a small, medium business from around this, they always inevitably, it'll come back to the local enterprise, which is very encouraging. But also it's it's important to note for businesses out there who may not know about you that you are here every step of the way, really. That's correct. And like we're the first port of call really for small businesses. So it's um, if they want to check out anything, about what's going on with their local enterprise office, just check out localenterprise.ie and then it's forward slash mead or forward slash loud, depending on which county you're from. And and indeed, localenterprise.ie will take you to the full the full country yeah. and you can check out whatever county you're from and it'll give you all your local events. Fantastic. So speaking of events then, Sarah, you're Local Enterprise Week Coordinator for Louth. Tell us about some of the events that you have lined up this year. Okay, so we have a pretty packed schedule this year. And, you know, as Lorna said, it's to try and help businesses. And we try and help them at various stages of their business from either people who are thinking of starting a business, people who are having issues or just had to help people get their productivity right or quite a holistic view because we have something on building your confidence in business. So it starts on Monday the 4th with our kickoff event, which is uh, unlocking the potential of AI in your business, which, as we know, it's coming down the tracks. There's nothing we're going to be able to do to stop it. So it's about harnessing it and making it work for small businesses. And, um, you know, I mentioned about different 
we're trying to help people at different stages. We have three idea generation workshops running. So and we're doing them in person because we do find that helps for that type of yes. uh, course. So we're running them in Dundalk, uh, Drogheda and RD as well. And that's for people who either they want to explore an idea about setting up their business or for people who have businesses already that maybe need to innovate and turn or, turn things around and create something new. So um, we're looking forward to those. We think they should be interested. Um, as always, we have business advice clinics and a financial advice clinic and they're going to be running throughout the week. So people who have a particular issue can make an appointment and get very specialist one-to-one support on that. Um, we do... Um, sustainability is a key thing in all businesses as you know you hear that Mm -hmm. now and it's definitely um a key focus of the local enterprise offices so we're on an event just an introduction event on how people can find out about what green supports are out there you know there's green there's consultancy and now there's new energy efficiency grants so it's just to make people aware of how they can actually access and avail of which those is type of things. so important as like you say because I think a couple of years ago the main buzzwords for a lot of this was you know getting your business online getting your business online mm. now it is a big focus on sustainability and some businesses might kind of go oh god you know this is going to you know take a lot of time and cost a lot of money but again this is where the support comes in yeah, I mean, people can, you know, they can save money when they when they do, um, access the Green for Business consultancy. They can save money, whether it be in their lighting, their physical infrastructure or on their packaging or various types of things. And we have then the energy efficiency grant that's come online. But I think consumers are now looking at people's yeah. sustainability. Yeah. That's a big thing. And even for us, if you're looking, if you're trying to access, say, funding down the line or for banks, sustainability and their approach to the environment is a key part even when we go out to tender to get people to deliver services for us there is a section on sustainability because it is a key consideration now so we're running uh, just an information session and then there's a larger national event Um, a couple of the other things we, we like thing about being local is you work in partnerships so we work with Dundalk Chamber of Commerce Strahada Chamber of Commerce and Network Live so we're running a couple of events with them this Dundalk Chamber of Commerce we have our annual cross-border conference which is looking at a an all-Ireland sustainable environment and there's so many changes I mean Brexit is a gift that keeps giving so you know <laughs> there's more information coming down all the time and that will be a great information session for people and even to leverage supports um, on both sides of the border. And then with um, Drogheda Chamber, we have a business breakfast here in Scholars uh, in Drogheda and it's on insurance and financial planning because the legislation keeps changing mm-hmm. on that. So it's a good way to attend these events, to find out about things that are important, that are current, that will impact your business and putting a face to somebody then they can ring and, and yeah. ask for advice after that. And then, of course, it's International Women's Day during um, yes, Local Enterprise Week. Yes, of course, yes, <laughs> yeah. of course, on the 8th of March, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so we uh, we work with Network Live, so we're running our event on the Thursday evening. And again, we're looking at the holistic side of businesses because you have to look after yourself. Mm-hmm. You have to build your own resilience to run your business. You know, Lorna referred to the different challenges that have, like it's just been like a roller coaster for the last few years for businesses. So... Uh, Network Live have uh, Neve McElhatton in who'll be talking about building your self-confidence in relation to your business development. 
And I suppose for us, the culmination of our Enterprise Week is always the County Enterprise Awards on the Friday. So we will be announcing winners for Best Established, Best Startup and Innovation Award. And then we announce who's going to go forward to represent County Louth at the National Enterprise Award, which Lorna is heavily involved in running on a national basis. So we've lots of events going on to to cover a wide variety of oh, topics. There, there's definitely a wide variety and I know they just to circle back to the AI one, that's the one that's going to book up I'd say and people like we've said even on this show as well, whether we like it or not yeah. AI is going to be part of our lives now and we need to kind of get to the grips with this technology and how it can be used in a in a, in a suitable way I suppose for, for different businesses so that's the one I think that people need to, to pay attention to. Bringing Lorna back in there Lorna just um, tell us a little bit then about what's going on in me um, yes, Sinead, we have a, a lot of similar events to load, um, but we, we do have this access to funding workshop. Um, the access to funding is on Tuesday, the 5th of March. It's a regional event. Um, it also involves Loud, Cavan and Monaghan and um, it's online. It's open to businesses across the region. And really, it's um, the, the, the idea of the seminar is to educate businesses on the types of funding available to them and what might suit them or what they might be eligible for because there is a myriad of different funding types out there. So it's to just demystify it all and also to um, point people in the right direction in terms of what they might be eligible for and the types of funding that are appropriate for various stages of business development. So that's your access to funding on the Tuesday. And um, then we have a trading online voucher seminar um, in during the week as well. And again, the AI tools for business. <laughs> so um, it's, it allowed, is, it's in me. It's happening everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Yes, you can't <laughs> avoid it. So, um, yeah, we're, we're doing it in Meath as well. And we have our digital marketing clinics as well. Um, another really important front. area, actually, digital marketing. And it's another one that I think businesses are slowly but surely, like the sustainability angle, wrapping their heads around. So another really important one for people to get to grips with, I think. Yeah, yeah they're online and they're one on one clinics um, for people who want to or business owners who want to use Facebook or learn how to use Facebook better, Instagram, um, LinkedIn, all of the social media platforms for your business. So if you feel that you need a bit of upskilling in those areas, you can have that one to one clinic with a, a digital marketing expert. And then on the Friday, we have our Student Enterprise Awards final um, that's been held in the Knightsbrook Hotel and we have... Which is great. I think it's fantastic that you bring the students into this and I've often interviewed some of the students that have been involved in this over the years and they just get this hunger and buzz for business, don't they, from doing this? Yeah, yeah, they're so enthusiastic. They're absolutely brilliant. There's 60 businesses competing in the final this year and um, they're competing for the the prize of... um, there's, there's three categories. Yeah. So there's the junior, intermediate and the senior and the ones that win each of the categories will go through to the national final in May, which has been held in Mullingar Park Hotel in Mullingar. And there's all sorts of prizes for various categories. So there's an innovative category. There is the sustainability again, as Sarah mentioned. So that's very high on the agenda best at social media. Oh, listen, so they'll all excel at that. Let me tell yeah. you. <laughs> they know they more than a great us. opportunity, you know, to go for one or other of yeah. those five or six categories. 
and to uh, try and attain a prize. And then there's a thousand euro for the most enterprising school. Oh, amazing. So that always motivates the, oh, yeah. the teachers and yeah. the schools <laughs> to try and get their their businesses in the fray for it, you know. And um, then there's the regional event that we're having with Cavan. Um, yes. The digital technologies for your business. That's um, looking at ways that we can run our business smarter with new technologies. Mm-hmm. Um, again, that'll be an online event and it'll be delivered by John O'Shanahan, who's a digital, one of our digital consultants. He does um, lean and digital for the Leos and he's going to feature some case studies and talk them through the various tools available to their businesses too. Fantastic. And we mentioned as well, there's two national spotlight events that are uh, happening as well. What can people expect from these events? Uh, yeah, they're they're run online. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one of them is being organised by Leo DLR, yep. Don Leary Ratdown, and it's um, called Megatrends. So understanding and leveraging future trends for your business. So this one will be um, quite high tech. Um, there's two keynote speakers there, Nancy Raidmaker and... A.D. Floyd, and they will introduce the participants to trends which are emerging in and probably AI and other tools that are emerging in the business. OK, so people can, can can check that out as well, because we've yeah. got a lot of Dublin listeners as well who might be interested in that. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, the when I hear, you know, as, as I said earlier on about businesses that come in and chat to me about the support that is available, but there are still business owners out there that are struggling along, ploughing along and don't know how they can reach you, uh, Sarah. So how can people get in touch and get involved in Enterprise Week? Well, I would suggest that um, people start with going to our um, relevant websites. It's localenterprise.ie forward slash live or Meath or as Lorna said, just the central one, because that will tell you, you know, who are the people to reach out to in your area? What are the training that are available there? But, you know, something that's come up if you look at our local enterprise week, we have local events. We have regional events mm. because we try to work cleverly with um, Cavan and Monaghan and Meath and the four of us work very clever so that we can give the most that we can and share events and likewise nationally. So people can go on and a lot of the events that will be on during local enterprise week, they can access them from wherever. They might find something in Tipperary that they want to register for. <laughs> yeah. But coming back to how they can connect with us, we um they can email us or give us a call. We have weekly business advice clinics that people mm-hmm. can sign up for. They can fill in an application form online and they just put in a little bit of detail about where they're at. And they're open to people who are either starting a business yep. or have hit a problem uh, and just need to do. And that's the first port of call really for us. And then we have a chat with them and see where we go from there. And me, they're the same as well. Yeah, yeah we would... Um we have a, an online um, point of contact or a proposition form that people would fill out. And once they've completed that and submitted it to our online platform, they'd be allocated a business advisor who will um, chat to them uh, either on the phone or um, in person and talk them through all the supports available. And uh, I suppose various people, people that contact us are looking for different things and at different stages of their business. So this allows us to uh, funnel the supports to where we need to. Absolutely. And, you know, not um, just give everybody the same thing. Yeah, because you have uh, to cater it's to. Not yeah. One size fits all. Exactly. So exactly. To, to tailor it to the individual. 
And another event I just wanted to mention oh, yeah, yeah. for um, International Women's Day on the Friday, I can't um, omit, we're actually running um, a, a networking lunch in conjunction with Mead Chamber and it's under our Women in Business and Tech um, initiative and that'll be from 12pm to 3pm in the Station House Hotel and we have um, Minister Helen McEntee, um, Minister for um, Justice, Equality and Law Reform will be there to introduce it and then we'll have Kim and Lynn there from a business called Assorted Affair so that's a home organising company they'll be there to tell us all about their company and how they run it and the networking element of things will be invaluable there as well and it's a three course lunch and the fee to participate is just 35 euro oh listen it's for nothing and the three course lunch in there and all absolutely (laughs) yeah I got married there it's a fabulous venue fabulous absolutely gorgeous well listen ladies thank you so much both of you for joining us with all of that information jam packed week of events that is going to be happening from the 4th till the 8th of March thank you so much for joining us today Thank you, Sinead. Thanks a million. And as we mentioned there, uh, the websites again for people to get in touch uh, on this enterprise.ie. That's where you're going to find all of the details. The 11 to 1 show. Robert Miles with children and LMFM's 11 to 1. Someone asking about the website again. Yeah, go on to the main website, localenterprise.ie. Okay, that's the main website. And just click into your area. You can, you can, I'm actually on it here at the moment, but you can forward slash loud me. Then you can see all the details there, the information for Enterprise Week and just the, what they do in general. And it's running from the 4th until the 8th of March. Now it's time for this. LMFM Job Search with thanks to LMFM Online. Check out the latest Northeast news, sport and entertainment on lmfm.ie. Loud Me, the Education Training Board invites applications from suitably qualified persons for the following position. It's a temporary staff officer, grade four and five panel. For more details and applications, you can check out careers.lmetb.ie or check out our local job section on lmfm.ie. And the closing date for that is the 18th of February. LMFM Job Search. Going to take a quick break and we're back with music from you too. The 11 to 1 show. Now, Lunar New Year is upon us and celebrations are going to be starting this weekend to welcome in the Year of the Dragon. And in local, uh, the local area, the fabulous people from the Thai Asian community reached out to me to ask me to promote this on the show. Delighted to do it. So they have teamed up with the Kultur Migrant Centre and they're inviting people to celebrate Lunar New Year, Year of the Dragon, happening this Sunday, 18th of February from 3 to 6 p.m. in Claremont Stadium. So they say there's lion dance, there's martial arts, Thai boxing performances, taste of Asian cuisine, family activities, music and so much more. So it's happening Sunday 18th of February from 3 to 6 p.m. and it's all celebrating this year of the dragon. Now, what does this mean, by the way, for people born in the dragon year? So if you're born in the year of the dragon, right, so the years are 1952, 1964, 1976, 1988, 
the year 2000 and the year 2012, this is going to be a good year for you, according to this, right? So they say people uh, who are born in the same year as the current animal, it can sometimes be conflictual. But this year, the dragons have this amazing power to be entrepreneurial and creative. So there you go. Uh, They may become a sage or somebody kind of wise for their friends as well. They also say it's a good chance for them to gain wealth or see their wealth expand this year. So people, 1952 babies, 1964 babies, 1976, 1988, 2000 and 2012. Have a little look now at the L wealth expansion. Uh, But uh, she says, as long as they focus now on exactly what you want out of the year, there's no point in dilly dallying around it. So you need to know what you want out of the year. Okay, people born in the year of the dragon. What about other people not born in the year of the dragon? Well, it says um, those under the other zodiac animals also have a big year ahead. So for people born in the year of the dog, so that'd be 1958, 1970, 1982, worried. Uh, because amongst the upheaval, positive changes are also on the horizon for dog people as well. So there you go. Rats, uh, I'm in the year of the rat. I'm going to experience growth and energy. Okay. While tigers, you'll be able to indulge in your love of adventure. So there you go. Nice little bit of a star uh, zodiac watching for the Lunar New Year. But that event happening Sunday, 18th of February, Claremont Stadium from 3 to 6pm, hosted by the Cultural Migrant Centre and the Thai Asian community. Sweetest thing, just to remind people, the next drop-in session, which you can learn about Loud and Mead, County Council's Joint Local Area Plan for Drogheda and East Mead, it is happening today. Uh, so staff from both councils are going to be available to assist people interested in making submissions ahead of the closing date, which is going to be on the 15th of March. So the Drogheda City Status Group, they want as many people as possible to attend. So the session is happening this afternoon um, in the Drogheda Library between 4.30 and 7.45pm. And uh, if you're not able to attend, you can check out the details on the Laid County Council and Mead County Council websites as well. So that is happening in Drogheda Library this afternoon from 4.30 until 7.45pm this evening. Now uh, that is almost our lot on the show but just to let you know tomorrow, nice little Valentine's theme on the show tomorrow. We're going to be chatting to Fiona O'Malley from TurnToMe.ie. For those of you Maybe going through a breakup or a heartache. She has advice and tips on how to mind your mental health around all of that. We are also going to be taking to the streets of Navin to find out about romance in the Meath area as well. That is coming up on tomorrow's show. But that is my lot on the show for today. Thank you so much for your company. Enjoy the pancakes and I'll chat to you again tomorrow. Listen back to the 11 to 1 show podcast on lmfm.ie or the LMFM app. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.